If it's happening now, we're talking about it. This is Hamilton Today with Scott Thompson on 900 CHML. Joining us is Hamilton Fire Chief Dave Cunliffe. Dave, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're busy and I appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for having me, Shona. Um, so if somebody is doing their own home fire audit or fire inspection, what should they be looking for? Well, first and foremost, uh, I think you uh, really hit the nail on the head off the top is uh, we want people to make sure that they have working smoke alarms in their homes. And it's it's a law here in the province of Ontario that they need to have working smoke alarms on all levels of their of their residence and they have to be outside of sleeping areas. And so it's important that uh, not only are they working, uh, so they need to be tested on a regular basis. They need then to change the batteries at least twice a year. And we certainly promote that in terms of uh, change your clock, change your battery. And then the other thing is they want to make sure that they uh, the uh, life expectancy, so there's a 10-year life expectancy on smoke alarms, that the manufacturer date, they check it to make sure that it's within that 10-year period. Well, yeah, and if uh, if you have one of those older ones that seem to go off every time somebody has a shower or go off every time somebody makes toast, um, probably a good indicator that you need to update that and the technology has improved. Well, certainly there's been lots of good changes in technology. And now uh, what you find in, in a number of, uh, of the, the detector units that are available, certainly in the CO carbon monoxide detectors, which are also are mandated in the province of Ontario to be in your home, they're a sealed battery. Uh, so they're both a plug-in with a sealed battery that has a life expectancy. And you can also get smoke alarms that also have a permanent sealed battery along with a, uh, a, the power backup. So there's a whole number of them out there. Uh, quite frankly, the, the biggest thing is make sure they're working. The other thing uh, in terms of uh, safety audit for, the, for people in their homes is to have an escape plan. Um, you always need to know two ways out from every level and every room uh, in your home because you never know when that, may, that exit way may be cut off. And, and I guess one of the things that I'm trying to stress to people over the last little while, and certainly, uh, you know, we, this is the second really difficult fire we've had in the city. Uh, just, before, just before New Year's, we lost four people up on the mountain. And in that case uh, as well, there were no, no working smoke alarms. The fire marshal confirmed that one, and we're still waiting for the one uh, that happened on Century. But fires are burning hotter and faster, and a lot of that is because of the contents that are in homes today. They're not made of the natural products that uh, they were many years ago. There's a lot of synthetics and, and uh, resins and flammable materials that are involved. So they're, they're burning hotter faster. Also, we have open concept. Everybody likes open concept. So without the containment that we used to have where we'd have the four walls, uh, fires are able to get bigger. And so what's happening is people only have minutes uh, to get out and that those minutes are really relied on early warning. So again, uh, as we're seeing, you know, uh, the century fire uh, at 9.20 in the morning and we had fire that was uh, uh, blowing out of the front and the back of this residence, fully involved first floor, uh, heavy fire on the second floor. I'm really glad you brought up um, the point about uh, carbon monoxide detectors. And one of the other reasons I wanted to talk to you today is because, you know, we've had the warnings about the potential for a bad storm or a bad ice storm. Um, and so some people may be using wood-burning stoves in order to augment their heat should the, the power go out. Um, and having a carbon monoxide detector is really important in those situations. Well, yeah, it is. Uh, so a couple of things. Uh, when we have ice storms, uh, you know, furnaces, uh, whether it's ice or snow, there can be a buildup on the uh 
<clears throat> on the piping system that uh, the exhaust systems uh, for the uh, for the gas fired appliance if they get blocked in any way it, what it can mean is is that the uh, the the fumes will then stay inside the residence and you can have a build up of co also uh, gas fired appliances if you don't have complete combustion uh, you can have uh, of gas that's now escaping into the residence again causing co the other thing uh, relative to a storm is you know people are now using uh, generators much more frequently when we have power outages, and you want to make sure that those uh, generators are vented in the right in a, in the right place. One of the things that we strongly recommend is if you've got a generator, make sure it's not near a window or a, a, a source that can get back into the house, because a lot of the generators are diesel fueled or gas fired, and they will create uh, CO when they're running. So things to be m- mindful for. Absolutely. Uh, You mentioned earlier that it seems as though um, uh, fires are burning hotter. It also seems that we're getting more home fires and more multiple alarm fires. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So what happened, uh, our trends that we've seen, we were seeing a really good uh, decrease in structure fires overall uh, from uh, 2013 to uh, right through to 2020. All of a sudden in 2021, and we can sort of explain some of that because we had lockdown periods during the pandemic, so more people were at home, we saw an increase. We saw the same de- the, the same amount of increase in one year that we had seen a decrease uh, in all the years prior, and that increase continues. So last year, 2022, we ended up with 323 structure fires in the city, and 72% of those, 235, were residential structures. The big thing is, there's a couple of things. One is, is that 51% of those homes did not have working smoke alarms. So that, again, back to our earlier conversation, absolutely critical. The other piece is, is that you're right, these fires are bigger. And when they're happening in high-density homes, uh, townhouses, uh, things of that, uh, structures of that nature, is not just confined to the one unit anymore because of the way that these fires are growing faster and then spreading. So we saw multiple alarms, which uh, means a much larger uh, amount of resource required to deal with these calls. Uh, It's almost gone two and a half times since 2019. So we had 40 of these events last year. We're already at 10 this year. That's uh, that's chilling. I mean, it it must really impact not only you, but on fire planning in the city, um, that there's been this kind of an increase. Well, certainly. Uh, it's very concerning to me as the fire chief and certainly uh, concerning to all of my staff because, uh, you know, not only are we seeing people getting hurt and killed, but we're seeing significant damage where it's not just impacting one or two families. Uh, it's impacting multiple families. And again, in the city where, you know, um, we need uh, additional housing to help people get into a situation where they lose their house due to fire is, is really traumatic. The, the other piece is, is that these fires, the majority of them are preventable. And what I mean by that is in residences, the top three causes, they and they have been for years, is unattended cooking, the uh, improper disposal of smokers materials, and electrical in nature. And a lot of this is, is that people just aren't making the right choices. Uh, you know, uh, they're getting distracted. Uh, they're they're leaving things on the stove, and next thing you know, in a matter of minutes, we've got significant fires happening. And again, you know, without early warning and smoke detectors, people are getting injured and killed. And so people need to take responsibility for their safety and the safety of the others that are in the homes. Well, Dave, thank you so much for taking time with us today. Oh, well, you're welcome, and thank you. 
Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900CHML and online at 900CHML.com.